It's the Tiltcast episode 548. Quack, quack. And this week, guys, we talk Dead Cells, Bolt Gun, Dead Island 2, and the Sony Showcase for 2023. Stay tuned. My pecs have pecs. Oh. Uh, and the light can. Whatever. It's the Tiltcast. It's an M-rated show. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. And with wow. the three of us, you're going to get about 30 minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. Some games and news. Oh, boy. Uh, we got more news than we got games today. It is mm-hmm. uh, May 27th at uh, 1.55 p.m. on the balmy 78 degrees. Is it 78 it's- I feel like it's hotter. No, it's 82. It's, no, it's 82. It's 80. It's 80 degrees here. So it's warm everywhere. In the Northlands, it is also warm. Yes. I just turned it, turned on the AC for the first time. It's going to smell weird. It, it kind of does. It um, smells like old socks. I mean, that's what happens. And you're also in the basement, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I guess. And not your mom's basement. <laughs> Not my mom's basement. Your, room, <laughs> your roommate's mother's second basement. Kind of. I, I prefer to call it my office. <laughs> but whatever. Well, uh, it's been a little while, Rusty. Um, yeah. You uh, yeah. doing anything interesting? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Just start right uh, there. Yeah, so going in raw. Um well, yeah, outside of working and fucking uh doing all the uh the normal daily bullshit. Um uh it's camping season, so yeah, and this this being Memorial Day weekend, um uh, I, I got called to uh to do uh my uh my speciality. Right. Apparently, I don't know how I ended up with this speciality, but I'm not even sure why I'm Pronouncing it speciality, but whatever. It is Jello shots. And uh, last year, I uh, I bought these uh, these syringes, uh, <laughs> these uh, these feeding tube syringe style freaking things. It's like three ounces. Um, I- yeah, I, I and I just suck up the fucking Jello in there and let it fucking you know, uh, set in the syringes. So now I've got a refrigerator and a half full of fucking syringes. So uh, does it like, squirt out okay? Oh, yeah, it squirts out just fine, man. It's, it's perfect. I mean, it's because you know, I'm putting a decent amount of vodka in it. It doesn't fully set. It's just, like, mostly set. Um, So it's not like the jello that you get at the fucking, uh, you know, Chinese buffet, you know, where you can sit there and chew on it. <laughs> right, it's almost yeah. liquid. Right, right, right. So, I mean, there's enough vodka in there to, uh, uh, you know, to you know, to keep them, you know, squishy, um, squishy Jello. Squishy uh, is yeah, good. It's very boozy Jello. Yeah, it's yeah. A, uh, it kind of reminds me. I don't know if I told you, but um, at Trent's birthday, his old man birthday this year, mm. um, our tattoo artist brought. This is the second time that he brought it, but he brought moonshine. It's the kind of moonshine you're talking about, right? It's like flavored Everclear. And they flavored it with like peaches. Yeah. And so they 
you know, the bottom that's this big old mason jar is like full of peaches. And you poured it in a glass, and it was so unalcoholic Powerful. tasting. It was, what? it just, it barely tasted like alcohol, to be honest with you. That's exactly what you want from Everclear. <laughs> it, so, it was dangerous. Like, I felt the burn going down. Yes. But it was, it was too smooth. I was like, Eric, yes. this is way too smooth. This is fucking dangerous. He's like, yeah, you drink that whole thing and probably go blind. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's that, like, that's why I'm putting it into like individual glasses here. And yeah, then as so, a joke, he fucking brought Mad Dog 2020. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. I somehow, forget, like Jason was there too. Which somehow got opened and got drank and everybody kept asking me if I wanted one. And I was like, nope, I don't need that migraine in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> So the the so I'm not a big fan of peaches. Was it like the canned peaches or did uh no, did these he are actually real, these are real peaches. These are real peaches. Porter peaches. Nice. Okay, so I mean they were skinned, yeah. but you know, like big old big old juicy peach halves in there. Okay. Yeah, it was See, actually peach halves. It's not like they went and took syrupy canned peaches and poured it yeah, in. Yeah, because like he had chunks of peaches at the bottom that people were eating. Yeah. Yeah, those are the good. Uh, that's the good shit right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, which tastes totally different than canned peaches, right? Of course. 100%. I mean, the the difference is. I mean, if you use the canned peaches and you're just like it's, combining it's, the two, it's corn syrup though in those, right? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't necessarily matter. You're 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 mixing it with fucking engine degreasers, so <laughs> it's you know a a little bit of dilution isn't super bad. I don't like um, corn syrup. That's my thing. Yeah, it's that's that's why I was asking. Like some people would just go and do that shit. Like I, when I do my apple uh, apple pie, it's a whole fucking process. Like I am, I'm taking apple juice and apple cider, and I'm reducing it. So I'm heating it up and putting spice in there, and then I'm reducing it by like almost half. Like getting most of the water out of it, getting it super concentrated. Right, get it super concentrated, then I fucking put all of the Everclear in it. And, you know, I, you have to let it, you got to let it cool off to almost room temperature or below before you put the Everclear in there. Otherwise, it just straight up evaporates. So, um, yeah, I mean, my my uh, my apple pie is going to be, well, it's ready. It's been ready for a couple months. Later uh, this year, we will. Oops, sorry. Jason, you can't do that. <laughs> Didn't realize that wasn't muted. Wow. Um, but yeah, the uh, uh, that apple pie is is ready, and that's going to be a hit this summer. Uh, I've already broke out three jars of it, and uh, man, that first jar went by real fucking quick. Apple like, pie oh my God. shines the best. It is. It's very good. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the. Uh, it's also the, too easy to drink too much of it. Speak, speaking of too easy, I took, so I won't talk too much about it on here, but like I went to a, you know, a funeral for a friend kind of thing yesterday and me and John um, from Pupcast went and there was a, uh, he wanted something, but he didn't want anything real hoppy. So um, we went to this place called American Solera here that does sours, but I told him, it's like, not everything here is sour. Like they just ferment fruits together to make alcohol and it's all like eight to twelve percent it's like it's real hoppy is like some of it but like even the hoppy stuff like doesn't taste that hoppy we had something called like 
it was like the girliest girl drink like you could ever seen. It was like it looked like it looked like a kiwi smoothie is what it looked like. And it was fucking delicious. <laughs> like, we, well, we both had like two glasses. It was it's it's like soup. It's all their stuff almost tastes like a smoothie, except it's eight to 12 percent alcohol. Um, and even their IPA stuff has got like a hoppy flavor to it. But it's also fucking smooth. And it's like hands down the best sours you can get in town um, or anywhere that I've ever gotten them. They're way better than anything canned you get. And the place that makes them is the place that's serving them. So there are the barrels and all the like the whole factory is like right behind the counter, basically, on the other side of it in the seating area. They have an outdoor seating area. It's it's over there off like 7th and Peoria, but um, yeah, they have amazing stuff. Um, for anybody international, it's Prairie Brewing, which is a small company here, but they sell stuff all over. And they sell a few sours, but they don't compare anything to the call it the sour factory, which is basically this huge ass building that's got a little place where you can consume a few snacks and a whole bunch of fucking delicious alcohol. Um it's so mm. dangerous that my super religious parents like booze it up anytime I take them some of that stuff. It's really good stuff. Very good. Nah, I just I mean there's a lot of good places up here. There's a lot of good there's a lot of good booze up here. And then there's a lot of bad booze. Like fireball is I it's technically booze. It's it's what you drink in a when you're a teenager and you want to feel rebellious. Um there's fireball Fridays up here, so yeah. <laughs> I think everybody drinks fireball. I think fireball's trash. I can't taste it. I can't take it. It's, it's candy. It's it's alcoholic candy is what it is. It's it's eh, it's whatever. Sorry if I'm sounding judgy so, to the handful of people that drink Fireball that are listening. But. It's alcohol for people who can't actually appreciate whiskey. Oh, that's what it is. Well, I Shots don't even, fired, <laughs> and I don't. I don't really like either that much. Oh, there really? You go. I don't really like whiskey that much. Eh, I'm I'm not the biggest whiskey fan. I'm a I'm a but, Guinness drinker. That's that's my primary. Uh, I'm the whiskey snob of the group. I'm I'm over here fucking like making Everclear moonshine. So yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. The, I'm a vodka drinker. So there's that. I'm just an angry drunk sometimes. Well, apparently since you've been up there, there's a there's a lot of drinking up there in the north, huh? There is. Uh, it's a it's a very favored pastime. Uh, it is uh, basically what you do when you're not working or sleeping. Um, <laughs> the uh, I, I started to say their biggest pastime up there is. Go to the campground, drink, drink. It's you know maybe light was, a fire and drink some more. It it was it was Bud Light for a long time, and then uh, that changed recently. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, <laughs> ooh, Bud Light, ooh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Now now it's like now it's ooh. Miller time up here <laughs> most of the time. I say goofy controversy aside. Like I don't give two shits about it, but the uh, right the it was never good. <laughs> no, it's always it wasn't a good at all. snob. I can't stand that shit. It's terrible. I was um, trying. So I, I shot this burlesque show the other day, um, right before we did our podcast. And I think I said something about it, but there wasn't like anything to drink, like beer wise. So they had Bud Light, Miller Light, and Bush. I was like, I know I don't like either Bud Light or Miller Light. I'll give Bush a try and just see what it's like. And I no. got the worst fucking headache. 
Like it was Dude, so bad. Bush, uh, Bush, Natty Light, and fucking PBR all give me the same kind of headache. Yeah, because uh, and like, Coors give me it gives me heartburn for some reason. I'm not sure why. Miller High Life tends to give me a pretty aggressive hair, headache too. Yeah, it's, right. it's 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 all of those are slightly better than Lost Lake, but not by much. I have found in like, my old age, <laughs> like they're almost the Shasta of beers. You that, know <laughs> that the okayest light beer, if you can call a light beer okay, is Michelob Ultra. Oof, it's it's still pretty rough. The last it's time I, than used, light, uh, I had Michelob. I was using that for fucking brats, and it turned the brats bad. <laughs> it was yeah, it's, it's not a cooking beer. It's no. almost well. The thing about Michelob Light is that the flavor is so so not so not in the same room as you. No, ultra, not light. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's, it, it's different. Ultra, there ultra is a difference. Is bad. It's like the difference between Bud Light and Bud Light Platinum. Believe it or not, Bud Light Platinum is. Somewhat kind of okay. No, it's not. No, 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 it's not. Even regular Budweiser's never been good. Oh, that's like, true. Like even mm. when when we were when we were younger, right? And I didn't have any money to afford. Like I'd treat myself and get a Guinness, and then I'd like, try to get drunk off like cheap beer. I'd be like, I guess I'm just gonna get the Budweiser because it's the one. It was like half the price of the Guinness. I always felt like I struggled busting but, through that. Like it just. Being somebody who liked alcohol, but I couldn't barely stand it. Granted, all of us since like the age of 24 have basically drank Guinness, whatever German beer we could get our hands on. Without, uh, yeah, not Heineken, though. Not Heineken. Not no, Heineken. Shiner, no, I think the no. if we had to say the cheap drink of choice of this cast is probably Shiner. Shinerbach yeah. is, Shiner is pretty solid. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Like, just about every it's not the best one but it is no. it is leagues above any american but, light lager but it's a it's a good amber beer hell yeah mm -hmm. it is it's a good amber beer that or fucking newcastle man i love newcastle um but or, I, think, uh, I think newcastle's gone now though aren't they and shiner is an import for us up here <laughs> so shiner is an import you get shiner yeah, at walmart it's a texas oh, yeah, beer but it's a texas beer shiner's so, a texas beer yeah, yeah, it's actually produced by Budweiser. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's definitely their best. Well, they do that, and they do Stella too, don't they? Uh, over here in the states, I think so. Yeah, yeah, Stella's their only other one that's worth a damn. I like Stella. Uh, that's, that's all right. And then we've got uh, fucking what's the fucking Irish red? Uh, Killians. Kill. Oh yeah, we've drank yeah. a lot of Killians. We've drank Killian's a lot. Of Irish Red is is my go to for uh, for brats, and I always get more than I need for brats. So, well, it's because there's more for you. Yeah, if you're gonna have brats, you might as well just have a beer I with mean, it because it just I obviously mean, it pairs. When, when nobody else around you, Rusty, will drink will drink beer that you could almost chew. Mm -hmm. You you kind of gotta. My great aunt will. You My great gotta... aunt drinks fucking Killian's Irish Red right with me. It's fucking amazing. At least you the have fact one that I person. have a great aunt that like will sit down and be like, crack a beer open, uh, crack a beer and sit around the campfire with me is fucking amazing. At least you Just have saying. that one person. Hold right. on to that one person. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only person in my family that will drink a you know uh, <laughs> drink a beer that's fucking Not darker trash. than piss. 
that actually has legs on it. Yes. Yeah, it's it's surprising too. Like you know, since we've turned into the beer drinking so, guys for a little bit, like so you you could probably get some some spot, and I I bet there's a few not, in your family that would drink the blonde spotting. Mm, I doubt it. I doubt it. I think I think it would be too hoppy for them. Um, mm. The you got to realize ninety percent of the people up here drink fucking you know Budweiser Bud Light. And the other ten percent drink water, so it's uh, yeah, it's yeah, the that that stuff. That's the thing, the Shiner box that's on the you know on the shelf at Walmart, the import places. You know that stuff's been sitting there for probably months because nobody drinks it. Just waiting for you to buy it, Rusty. It, it's bad by the time I got it. We went to the fucking bar just the other day. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, so, um, what's that fucking uh, Mexican? Uh, is it uh, Corona? Do- uh, Corona or Dosakis? Yeah. So, there, uh, one, uh, a guy in my, uh, you know, in my group bought a fucking Corona and he takes this, you know, the bottle was ca- cracked right in front of him, sets it down, the witcher sets it down. He takes a, a sip of that. He's like, man, there's something not right about this. And he's like, man, it smells skunky. And he fucking like passed it to me. <laughs> and, and I smelled it. And I'm like, dude, that's bad. We looked at the fucking date. It was expired by a year. Oh, geez. So and it, it was, was still skunky. in the fucking bar. <laughs> yeah, it was still in the bar. I'm like, whoa. It just tells you like this. This shit does not fly off the shelves. If it's not fucking, you know, Bud Light, it's probably bad. And that bar has poor quality control. Well, I mean, it is it is a little hole in the wall up here. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like I said, they go through a lot of Bud Light, not much else. Jesus. So, I mean, that's, that's just the way it is up here. Uh, you know, Sorry. Jason, you're grounded from Sorry, videos. stopping video. Oh, my God. I hit pause and it fucking unmuted. That shouldn't have happened. Stop, stop clicking shit. Stop clicking the mouse. The article started playing it, not my fault. Whatever. Stop clicking the mouse. So, but so other yeah. than drinking. And, other than drinking. And campsite, which is like and, summer staple up there for you. Right. What, you There's, been, what else you been there, doing? There was, oh, fucking, um, I've been playing a little bit more disc golf. And just before the podcast here, uh, I had to do my push-ups. So my, so this is the thing. My boss, uh, he, you know, was last week. He said, um, Monday. He's like, this is totally optional. He just stares at everybody and waits that you know extra five seconds after he says totally optional. We're doing push-ups every hour, and I'm like, the fuck. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, ten push-ups every hour while you're, you know, while you're at work. And I'm like. That's not too bad, I suppose. Ten push-ups. Until I realized that I haven't fucking done push-ups in years. And, oh my god, my fucking arms, man. I was like, had T-Rex arms for the first day or two. Oh my god, I can't lift anything higher than my shoulders. <laughs> Probably good but, for you. I mean, does that mean you're doing 80 push-ups a day? About, yeah, about 80 push-ups a day. Um, And he's... uh. Uh, he had said that we're adding one push-up a week until the end of the summer. 
Uh, so, you know, so like this week being the second week, we were doing 11 pushups every hour. Uh, so, uh, and I'm under no obligation to do it at home. Uh, you know, I'm actually under no obligation at all. Like it's totally optional. Right. But, uh, but he, uh, after the first week or two, I started to miss not doing the push-ups on my day off. So every so often, I will just drop and do like 11 or 12. Uh, and I don't know what is going on, but I'm feeling fucking great about it. Like, I've never really gotten like, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't go to the gym very often or do things like this, but... I think this structure is is working because I lost ten pounds. That's not bad. That's right. Fucking ten pounds, and I'm that, not even on keto. I'm like fucking, and, and I'm feeling great about that. It. And it's it, gonna help your your arms. Gonna firm up. You're gonna feel stronger. You're gonna feel less winded when you do physical labor. Yeah, it, it's, and it's because you're breaking it up throughout the day, so right. you're not really seeing it as doing. Oh, I gotta go to the gym for an like one or two hours right you're just right you're just just drop do drop. like fucking 30 seconds for the push-ups and you're done it's you know? yeah. it's something similar that i started doing a couple months ago um i've had a bow flex that john gave me for several years now mm -hmm. and i finally was like you know what i need to start using it and so like if i've got a few minutes between a meeting i'll go do a set of something i've got it broken up to where mondays i do six different exercises tuesdays I, so i do monday tuesday uh, Thursday, Friday, or in the case of this week, I skipped Monday and Tuesday, so I'm doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which is what I did um, to catch back up. But I every week I always end up doing four workout sessions, but when I'm working, I do one grouping of one of those just in between everything else. As I have time, it's like, oh, I've got 10 minutes for my next meeting. I can hit a set of something right now, and I'll go do it real quick and then come back and be ready for work. And it's been helping me feel better about myself and feel stronger. Yeah. And it was mm -hmm. also, I was trying to make my forearms a little bit bigger for my tattoo, but they haven't got much bigger, but I feel a lot more toned right now. I don't feel. Yeah, I, I don't, I, well, I, uh, that's the thing though, is that when you're getting to the age that we're getting, it's not about bulk, sir. It's just toning up and putting yourself in better shape. Yeah. It, I definitely feel better. And then, you well, know, and I drink like I did last night and, eat a little bit of shit like I did last night because I was at a funeral and I was like, fuck it. It's cheat day now. And I'm going to go drinking mm -hmm. tonight, so might as well continue working out. And I worked out it like a motherfucker to, today because of that. <laughs> it got real bad you know, with uh, with keto to the point where it was almost impossible to stick with it. Like, There's a bunch of times where I'm just going out to eat or, uh, or I'm at fucking camp or whatnot and it's like, you know, you're, you're going to get hot dogs, right? You're going to get fucking whatever's on the fucking grill. Uh, or, you know, there's a salad, you know, like a fucking macaroni salad or something like that, and that's pretty much all you've got, you know, for a side. You know, so you, you it's like, you Keto just have really to hard fucking kind of roll with it. So I decided to, uh, to, uh, to kind of step away from keto for a little bit and just portion control. Like, Hardcore portion control. Uh, so I'm not counting calories or anything like that, but I'm just basically like what I would normally put on the plate. I just put half of that. 
and then and then you're doing push-ups been, and then i'm doing push-ups so you know and on top of you know push-ups every week one, you know once a week we're doing the disc golf so uh so i'm walking up a fucking ski mountain basically you know once a week yeah. you know so there's there's quite a bit of extra you know extra work that's coming you know that's going into this and it's it's working so i'm like i'm not just doing you know one thing i'm doing a couple things and it's it seems to be doing all right uh i feel great uh you know and if it continues to uh uh continues to work for me fucking i'll just uh i'll end up having to buy new clothes soon hopefully i bet um, you're starting to notice your energy come up well <laughs> there's there there is a flip side like I sometimes, you know, just over the course of the uh the the day, like I am good. I'm I'm like I'm going. As long as I've got shit to do, I'm fucking I've got energy. I've got to go. I've got to go. I got to go. If I sit down to fucking play a video game half an hour, fucking pass out. I am done. <laughs> it's just like I'm sit I sit down and I'm like uh yeah, I'm playing for like, you know, for you know, the last uh week or so, I've been you know, geeking out to dead cells because I haven't really like sat down and really tried to play that game. Uh, and I know it's like years old now, but fucking I, you know, saw it on PlayStation. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to learn this game. Uh, and I get about half an hour into this fucking game and I'm like yawning hard. And that's about one run, right? About average one run, half an hour. Uh, so I get one run in before my 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 lights just turn off and I go pass out. That's basically what my night's been. Uh and yeah, it's 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 it's, it's different. You know, normally I'm up to like midnight and I have a hard time turning off before all of this. Now it's I'm having a hard time staying up until like 10. <laughs> At least I'm getting some sleep. Yeah, so. Start say, yeah. But it's it's wreaking havoc on you know on my uh, on my free time, my game you know my game time because I'm like I don't have a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of energy after after I sit down and fucking relax for a minute uh, to do anything. But I mean, you know, like I said, I've been just playing you know mainly just in the in the the world of gaming because you know we're a gaming podcast you wouldn't know it for the first half an hour um <laughs> but uh in the world of gaming i've been playing a lot of uh you know like roguelike stuff so i've been playing like uh slay the spire um dead cells uh and i haven't really touched my pc for almost an entire month this thing has been off um I had to be reminded to log into Final Fantasy because otherwise I'd lose my house. Um, but yeah, it's it's just been I've been too fucking busy to do shit, uh, you know, on my PC for the longest fucking time. Uh, and I want to sit down because I heard Bolt Gun come, you know, it came out and fucking, uh, you know, here in the next uh, was it next week or so, Diablo Four is going to be available. Uh, so there's quite a there, few people that are playing it. Like me and John were talking last night. Like I said, you can hear them on Pupcast and very occasionally on here. 
but the amount of skill tree stuff that's available in Diablo 4 is so much better than what they had with 3. Like, it feels a lot more like a better version of 2. And, like, he's going to be playing it. There's cross-play between Xbox and PC, by the way. Like, that was something we were checking nice. last night. Because a friend of his also is getting it, but is a solid Xbox user. And he wants to get it on PC because he wants to be able to, you know, play have a wider audience of people to play with. But the thing about Diablo is you don't have to play with people, but it is something you can play with other people. And uh, it looks pretty promising. Like, he's already decided he's going to go be a chunky druid. I'm still kind of behind the necromancer. I'm not sure, but I could I could change my mind. I'm just no, I'm not doing barbarian. Um, but I know if you buy it, you don't have to get the super deluxe. But if you buy any version of it before it releases, I think you can start playing on the first. Is that right, Rusty? Oh my god! I guess that's a confirmation. You did it now too. Somebody was detected at my front door. Oh. oh, but yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty hyped for that, and I've been in a game drought as well, like nothing sticking. Yeah, I I can talk about a little bit of that too, unless like you're, I, you did you play? Do you have the Castlevania version of Dead Cells, Rusty? Uh, it's whatever was uh, was available for free. I'm uh, on the PlayStation Pass, so it doesn't have any of the DLCs, but. I mean, it is all. All I would need to do is just turn those on. I was interested in seeing some of the weapons because, uh, I mean, Dead Cells is basically, you know, what can what can you get going with weapons? And it feels like the weapons in the base game are pretty, uh, pretty stale. No, there's a lot more weapons with the DLCs, and they've got like the 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 whip that you can get in Castlevania is definitely a decent weapon. And they have weird combo weapons now too where you have your primary and secondary weapon are part of the same set, and they kind of play off of each other. Um, and then they come in different variants, you know, because you have, like, what, dexterity. You have the red, the yellow, and the purple skill, whatever yeah, that right. is. It's survivability, tactical, and brutality or whatever. Yeah, I think that's right. And the, you get variants on all of those weapons on those things. So, like, you could get a green level weapon so you could level up your health and survivability and have one of those weapons and i know there's this huge scythe that i end up using quite a bit that's a combo weapon i can't remember everything that it does but um if i find one that scales in survivability i can have a massive ass health pool with it like i've i've actually beat so i, I put it down because i beat the fuck out of it for now but it's still installed and i've beat the castlevania side of it probably four or five times at this point for whatever reason earlier this year rusty when we were kind of having our game drought like i really dug into dead cells of that castlevania release and i just i got in a groove and like for whatever reason i could never get past the second boss and i don't know what my problem was right because the game's not aggressively that hard and i dove in and like i probably beat it 30 times over the course of two weeks like 30 good runs out of about 50 runs just beat the hell out of that game. And I was like, all right, I've gotten my fill. I feel very accomplished. I've got a lot of the unlocks. I don't have every single thing unlocked, but that was a good time. Um there's a yeah. lot there's a lot to there's a lot of meat in that game. Um, I haven't really gotten very far. Like, well okay, so I've gotten past the second boss. Uh there's a couple second bosses, uh, depending on the route that you take. Right. Uh so so I gotten past the second boss 
you know, uh, both of the second bosses a couple times. Um, <clears throat> so the clock tower boss and then like the, um, the, uh, sepulcher boss. Um, so I've gotten past those guys, but I can't get past the castle. Like the, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, whatever the fucking castle is. Like I haven't actually completed the game. Right. Uh, so I don't know what it is, but my brain does not deal with those fucking knights that do the, uh, the whirlwind very well. Um, and they just fucking like meat fucking grinder my ass to death. Uh, but yeah, it's, I've just been fucking dealing with it. Like, I've been kind of playing with the idea of buying the DLCs for it because I've, I have been kind of, you know, you know, liking what I'm seeing and like, you know, playing, you know, a bunch of the other shit, like having the other paths to go through would be kind of nice too. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just kind of like, kind of, you know, game on the cheap because I know the last half of this year, especially with everything being $70 or more, uh, it's going to get expensive. Um, Just and here I am. You know, here I am on the Diablo 4 website thinking about buying it. I just don't remember what my Battle.net account information is. So, Yeah, I'll, I'll probably end up getting it next week. I don't know why I've been putting it off because I'm still spending the money regardless. Um. But yeah, it's it's looking promising. I'm I'm really interested in that. And like honestly, like this has been such a weird year for gaming, right? Like I've been chasing that Elden Ring high since last year. And yeah. there hasn't been anything that's filled hasn't filled me with that sense of both accomplishment and world exploration and build world building and like general fun that I had with that game since that game. It's right. like depressed all of my other gaming. Like, I know we, it was like our number five for Horizon. That was mostly, I'm going to continue to say this, still a concession by me. So I still think that game's really bloated and has good moments, but I don't think it even sits on the same, it doesn't even sit in the same room as the other games that we nominated. Um, right. Decent effort. Like, honestly, I preferred, so this is going to sound insane, and I know neither of you guys are into zombie games, but like Dead Island 2 worked better than I expected it to, but it's definitely not on the same tier as any of the games I just mentioned, honestly, except for the fact that it does one thing very well. Instead of being a completely open world game, it's basically like 10 levels, like 10 very large areas with different sections that you can play through that you have to do story elements to, to progress, right? So like you'll do a story element and progress from one, like call them a burrow, right? One, version of LA to another and then you'll get side quests that pop up in those old areas and you can fast travel over there to go do those quests and most of the quests are pretty simple it's just the game is pretty streamlined and it runs exceptionally well and this isn't from the fact of having like good hardware like I think on mid-tier hardware this would run at high settings very well it's extremely well optimized um, I had a single crash and I don't know what happened, you know, maybe Windows decided it wanted to update the middle of me gaming, who knows, but, um, cause there was a process running in the background and I tried to figure it out and I was like, okay, well maybe that wasn't the game. Um, but it has the most visceral combat out of any game I've ever played hands down. 
Like it is the hmm. most visceral combat game I've ever played. It's all you know. You can you can use guns. You can spec around guns essentially, but I really like dismembering zombies. I don't know why it's so <laughs> enjoyable to me, but I mean that's it's, it's the first game did make it viscerally enjoyable to do so. It's insane so like my favorite weapons do like corrosive damage which basically melts the skin off things right and it's like a much better done version of uh uh last crusade right indiana jones and the last crusade you know and they pick they they choose poorly and they pick the wrong chalice and their face melts mm -hmm. it does that when you crit on a zombie's face like the skin just melts off um and it's insane looking like you'll hit something with a base with a blunt object, so let's say a hammer or a baseball bat or something in the head, and you'll watch their eyeballs pop out. Like it's <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um it's just so brutal. Like there are different sections of the legs you can cut off. Like it's like I'll take these uh like machetes or whatever, or like a it's called a whisper blade because they have different variants. You know, there's colored loot that has sometimes has random variants or random abilities tacked on. But like, I'll take a whisper blade that I have spec for limb damage and I'll sweep it in a wide arc in front of me and like cut off the legs of like three zombies. And then now they're crawlers and now I can just like head stomp all of them. Right. And so like, that's my version of crowd control is just like fucking doing that or taking a big ass sledge that has impact damage and you're swinging it in front of you and you're just watching shit get like knocked like 10 or 15 feet away or there'll be these apex variants of zombies so like there's these guys called crushers that are look like big old beefcakes they kind of look like uh like bane right um from batman and you can break their arms with the hammer or you can cut their arms off and then they're just a head um <laughs> But like the way to there's like several ways to take them down. But I realized you could break their legs and then they would get like you can't actually chop their legs off for whatever reason. But you can break their legs and they get down on their knees and they start bashing them in the face. Or these these screamers that pull in additional zombies. And the best way to deal with them is to block and work your way forward with a hammer and then like bop them over the head. And of course, that like shuts them up. Um, But I don't know, like the combat in that game is so on point. The story is super mediocre and just okay. The the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay in that game is actually very fun. Um, I like it better than Dying Light. And that's saying something okay. because the combat's better than Dying Light. I really like the combat in that game. Um, Dying Light was a little bit bloated. And a lot of Dying Light, you know, is based on the traversal, right? Like, there's a whole bunch of that game where it's like, all right, I'm fucking outnumbered. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing some parkour and getting myself into a better position. This is more like I'm getting surrounded. It, it, it doesn't do as many zombies on screen as Dying Light. Like, the most I've seen is probably like 30 or 40. But they do more damage. So, like, a single zombie can, like, in five hits, like, take you down to nothing. So... There's a whole lot of blocking and kind of getting yourself into position. And then you can do like an overhead. The character I was using, the firefighter, I can't remember his name. But you can do like an overhead ground pound, which knocks everything back. And then you can start mopping up with your melee weapons. And I tended to use like fucking big two-handed slow swinging weapons that just devastated shit. Or you can do like parries. Like I was talking about this a couple weeks ago. Like I found these things that look like Wolverine claws. 
And the parry move on it is so like you hit your block button as you're about to get hit, right? And then it says hit X. And so then you hit X and then you grab the zombie by the throat and then you start punching it in the side of the head. And then your final like combo and it, you won't get interrupted while you're doing this, which is great, right? Like it, it wants you to see this. You'll punch a hole through the zombie's face, like all the way through their head with these fucking <laughs> claws. And it's so satisfying. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, one of the ones that's really great, too, with the baseball bat is, like, you'll hit him in the legs and knock him down and then rear back and, like, do, like, a grand slam on their head with this fucking baseball bat. Um, there's one with, if you've got, like, a spear-type weapon where you take the spear and shove it up underneath their jaw through the top of their head. And then if it's a melting weapon or a corrosive weapon, then it, like, melts their face when you when you impale them on the spike. Which is also incredibly satisfying. All the kills are very satisfying in that game. And I got to a point, so I put like 35 hours in that game. And I got to a point, I was like, all right, I need to move on because I want to talk about more stuff in my show. I'm just going to leave it installed and wait for DLC to come out because the story is left open in a way that they could add additional content to it. Um, and it gives you the option, right? You beat the main story. It doesn't lock you out of, out of any of the other quests. You can go back and do that stuff. There's a point in the story for about the last hour and a half that it locks you out of doing any side content because it puts you in a place where you can't fast travel um, without just backtracking your way through the game, which would be kind of a pain in the ass. So, um, but after the game story ends, it's not like, all right, well, the game's over. You can't play anymore. Like five more side quests open up. Um, and there's collection quests to find like relic weapons that I can do as well. But I was just like, I'm good. I, I've got like, I've had a really good time with this. I'll leave this stuff for me to get started with when they release some DLC because there is some planned DLC coming. And recently I saw a story that like it did better than expected. So it didn't ship like Call of Duty numbers, but like they shipped a couple million units inside of six weeks, which isn't bad uh, for a smaller game like that. So I expect to see more. Again, not game of the year, but most solid attempt one of the most solid attempts at a game this year so far. Uh, I I can't say enough good things about it. Like, there are things that oh. could have made it better. It is not, like I said, this is not an Elden Ring or, you know, something really But it big. does have the mark of not being incredibly broken upon release. Right, right. Me and Jason like, still haven't played Jedi Survivor. I'm still stuck in a loop of just constant crashing, and my save is an hour back. And I I'm literally pissed about that because I want to play that game. Everything up to this point's been great, except for the fucking performance, which is just, you know, none of us have bad rigs, but I don't, the performance isn't consistent. There's some people posting they can play it, and then there's me, and get between 10 and 144 frames a second. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where I'm at. Doesn't. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Just yo-yos all over the fucking place and fucking crashes. It's stupid. Yeah. I just... I've given up yeah. for the moment. I decided I'm like this week. I can't decide on anything to really help me relax. Like I tried several things. I went from, from fucking, uh, uh, the Words. previous, uh, uh, Jedi game to fucking, Fucking Call of Duty to fucking PGA okay. to fucking, fucking. Um, 
vampire survivors and then slay the spire and nothing could fucking fucking hit that shit for me so i started watching supernatural again over it's been years since i've watched through that show but the 15 year old was like she came in the room the other day and asked she said i have nothing to watch i've watched through everything on netflix i could wow and i said you're my you're my horror kid you're now old enough to get most of this you need to watch supernatural yeah, and I don't think there's so, anything, if you're, she, I think, you know, it's a violent show, but I don't think there's anything too out there that you wouldn't feel comfortable around like a 15 or 16 year old right. watching, you know? But if you're, and if your teenager is into horror shit, I mean, it's fairly good. So, uh, she and I started watching that together and then, uh, uh, during the workday, like, She'd be watching it, and I'd be watch, watching it on my phone somewhat casually at work when there were so so parts and mm-hmm. uh, uh, trying to keep keep pace with her. But we've been watching it together, and shit. I, I tried to get. I forgot how much I love the first five seasons of that show. I honestly, like I'm in season three right now. In a week, in I, a half, in a week and a half, we've hit I, season three. I honestly prefer the stuff before the weird angel demon stuff because it dealt with like classic monsters and like various takes on classic monsters. Like they got like the chupacabra. Um, yeah. Like there's a whole bunch of like that old classic shit that uh, all the Skinwalker stuff, right? Um, I think the Skinwalkers is like the first episode. Yeah, but like all that weird classic like Native American lore, Eastern European lore, like I like all that stuff a little mm-hmm. bit more than the Angel Demon stuff. Well, season one through season five, right? You've very much had a lot of Monster of the Week, right? And they went through a lot of the old mythos, etc. Uh, season three through season five is where um, some of the Angel and Demon stuff started, and that was mostly, you know, saying. Sam's destiny with, uh, you know, being one one of the kids chosen by Azazel, the right. one of the princes of hell, etc. But which they had to play that story out. Uh, but that all the way through there is where where supernatural was absolutely at its best. It never really matched those first five seasons after that. Um, that, that was just probably some of the greatest television of all time when you look at that. And season five is originally where it was supposed to end. Um, yeah. And that's when Eric Kerpke left the show, the guy who went on to, you know, put together shows like the boys, right? Um. Uh, that's where he dropped involvement because that was it. That was his ending, and then the CW made the choice to continue going, and you know it went for like fifteen seasons. And I'm sure mm. we'll probably watch all of them because that's the way my daughter is. But uh, 
man, these rewatching the first two seasons, I was like, damn, I forgot how good this show really was. I forgot how young they were when they were started. Right? Yeah, they're probably in their <laughs> 20s, aren't they? Well, yeah, both of them. Um, well, we were pretty young when that came out, too. Uh, both of them are only a couple years older than I am. So they're basically me and Rusty's age. Basically. I think so, yeah. Yep. Um, but, man, I just, I forgot how good that show was. And so then I got totally wrapped up in that with her, so I didn't really play all that much this week, because I was edumacating my child. Well, I've got a couple of quick blurbs to throw in there. So, I don't want to give it an unfair review. But I will say this, I've played two hours of Planet of Lana and it is boring me to tears and I can't play it anymore. I may finish it at some point, give it a proper review, but I will not put it on my list of anything this year unless I go all the way through it. It is essentially like a really bright and colorful version of a Limbo style game. It's a narrative driven mm -hmm. game that's a side scroller, but there's just doesn't seem like there's a lot to do. There's some really light puzzle solving. Um, there is some coolness to it. I will give it that. Like the robots have these weird like 1950 sounds and it, nothing's spoken in throughout the whole thing. The only thing you hear is Lana and then her calling out the name of someone else that she's looking for. But um, the robots make some really weird like 50 sci-fi noises. But like the only things I've been able to do in the game is go from one side to the other, jump, hide and move boxes. And so far that has Good been my moment to moment gameplay. And if you are looking for a super chill game, maybe it's the game for you. I was not looking for something quite that chill. So it did not stick. Um, still playing spell force conquest of EO. That is one of the weirdest four X slash strategy, turn-based strategy games I've played ever. Cause it's not like anything. Um, I'll continue to play that. It is a run based game with kind of like a sieve. Um, but Green Man had it on sale for like 18 bucks with my XP, so I definitely snagged that. And I'm playing Bolt Gun, Warhammer Bolt Gun. Bolt nice. Gun. If it looked good to you, it's good. It's good to me. It's, uh, it is not easy. It is definitely make me put on my old Quake hat. It's very chaotic. It's very visceral. It's very fast paced. It is very old school looking, but you're, it's not so old school in that you can't, you know, look up or down, right? Like you've got a reticle and you can look, you know, 360 degrees to that reticle. So it's not just side to side shoot like you would in an old doom. It's basically like playing a modern shooter that you have no zoom and you're just trying to dodge. It's, it's kind of like, like what quake was is right. Using the environment to dodge shots while still hitting, like jumping and shooting while you're jumping or, moving very erratically and still managing to land shots. And so far, the best gun for that for me is the shotgun. I really like the shotgun. The plasma launcher is very satisfying. The actual bolt gun is pretty good. But there's, like, pickups that you can find. There's little secret areas that you can find that give you power-ups. Um, you don't have armor. You have contempt, which I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, you pick up contempt tokens. Um, your space marine is very chunky sounding. The sound effects are very good. Uh, the The sound effects sound better than, are of a higher quality than the graphics. The graphics are like a, you can, it's a very clean looking 3D game and then they've got a pixel slider that'll pull out the pixels in that and it's a filter. Um, 
it also supports HDR. I don't know why, but it does look kind of crisp. Um, everything is done in a sprite, right? So like it's a 2D image that rotates with you so that you're seeing a certain side of it, right? Um, the sprite work is pretty damn good. Um, everything about it's fun. I like the grenades. I like, like literally you have three buttons, right? You have left click is shoot. Right click is use your chainsaw. Middle click is grenade. And then you have a couple other buttons, like you have F for dash and you have G to switch out your grenade type. You got like a contact grenade and then an area grenade. Um, and then you use one through, you know, probably like one through zero to switch weapons or scroll with your mouse wheel if you're a masochist. Tried playing it with a controller, didn't feel right, so I went right back to my keyboard and mouse on that bitch because it's a strafe shooter. Um, if you're looking into it, go Green Man. Um, right now, there's a by the time we're done, by the time we post the show, the weekend of skulls will be over. But Green Man, I got it through Green Man with XP for like fifteen dollars, one hundred percent worth fifteen dollars. Like bolt guns, pretty fucking solid. Um, and then. You know, me and my ADD gaming. I did start Miasma Chronicles, but I haven't played enough of that to tell you guys what it is. It's uh, it's kind of like an XCOM light type game. Um, I'm trying to remember who makes it. It's uh, there was there was a hold on, who makes it? Give me a second. I'll tell you who makes it, and then it'll. Made by the Bearded Ladies, and the Bearded Ladies made Mutant Mutant Year Zero. So it's like a super slicked up Mutant Year Zero. It's a way it's got superpowers, um, and oh, it's shit. in a post apocalyptic world. It looks really. It is a top down strategy game that looks really slick. It's like eighteen bucks on Green Man right now. Oh, Bolt Gun. Yeah, yeah. And then if you buy anything, if you buy like a hundred dollars worth of stuff forever, you get five an additional five percent off everything. And as is a recommend from this podcast, if you go to Green Man Gaming and you've not gotten Vermintide two yet, it's six bucks. Yeah, Green Man has great sales, and they do. The only thing with Green Man is you have to see if it's a Steam key or an Epic key or a PlayStation key. Um, but it tells you right; it'll say DRM, and the, which means whatever storefront they put it on. But the I don't know how they get their games, but they're not like a CD key site. Like they are just another retailer of Steam and Epic Games, essentially. And you just, you know, activate my game on Steam or um, on Epic. You got to go to the website and log in and then activate the the key. But it's it's super easy to use. But in a nutshell, I got through several games. I, I will talk more about some of those other games as I play them more. Bolt Gun's been a blast, but I've only gotten a couple hours in it. I just found the deal was like, I planned on getting Bolt Gun. That's super cheap. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Despite the uh, power thirst freaking... Oh, yeah. I Advertise. It's funny you mentioned that. So, like, there was a... Occasionally, I troll on PC Gamer, right? Um, recently, I've been... Uh, I've been trolling all the Gollum thor- forms. Uh, Gollum... Yes. So, I'm a very big Lord of the Rings fan. Like, yes. Jason is a... Jason is the Star Wars resident nerd here. I am definitely the the Lord of the Rings resident nerd, as in the first tattoo I got had to do with the Lord of the Rings, right? Um, the Gollum game is a stealth action RPG with very bad texture work, with very bad sound design, with very bad graphics in general. 
and uh, yeah, a lot of issues. Impressed. And it's like a fifty or sixty dollar game. And so I've been trolling, you know, um, in the PC gamer forums. But on the Power Thirst thing, I know that one of the I want to say it was PC gamer. One of the reviewers was like trashing on the uh, on the the goofy ass trailer they put out for the game, and I was like, yeah, it's basically Power Thirst. And then. 900 comments later, it's everybody giving put posting power thirst memes below what I said. And I was like, yep, intended effect. The yes. audience is also responding the same as me, so I'm glad I'm in good company here. Right. Well, it the uh, uh, there's, there was people at work that didn't that, that were young enough to not remember power thirst. I think you got to be in your 30s to know what power thirst is. <laughs> so. So that gave me the opportunity to show uh, show off power thirst, <laughs> make you run as fast as Kenyans. <laughs> um, yeah, if you've never seen power, if you've never seen that stupid commercial, like it's early days of the internet. Somebody made a fake energy drink commercial, and it's there's a series of them, and they are so over the top. Um, <laughs> it's it looks like something. It's more over the top than Idiocracy, but it has the same it's kind of like theme as something from idiocracy it's got the same kind of uh chaotic energy as the terry cruz fucking uh uh old spice commercials uh, old spice commercials yeah oh man i love i love terry cruz commercials yes i like terry cruz and everything honestly like i start to say terry cruz is just <laughs> awesome yeah. pure gold pure gold like yeah everything everything that i mean I installed fucking, um, <laughs> fucking, what was that, uh, Control 3? No, not Control. I know what game you're talking about. It was Shit. supposed to be on, it was on Xbox, it was a release game. Crackdown. Crackdown, Crackdown 3. 3. Yes. I installed that just to watch the opening sequence. The opening sequence is fantastic. See the rest him of the game is pretty bad. Die. And then I was done with the game. Right. <laughs> the first five minutes. Um, that first few minutes like, of that game is pretty epic, and like then it drops just, the ball pretty hard. Just hearing, quack, quack, motherfuckers. And then <laughs> after that, I was done with the game. I do remember quack, quack, motherfucker. <laughs> like, that was that was it for me. Um, so, yes, Terry Crews. <laughs> Got an install out of me, and then I promptly uninstalled the game after a couple hours worth of gameplay. Going, wow, that was, that was the it. best part. Yeah, the quack quack motherfuckers was definitely the best part. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that was definitely a that was a like, super high moment had, of that. Had you had you been playing him through the entire game, I maybe might have stuck with it. If, like if he had more audio like that, but. Uh, the gameplay was just uh, it was, crap. It was bad. Probably not as bad as Golem. I would, again, I, we've pimped him before, but ACD Reviews, I think, did a pretty good job of yep. doing a uh, thorough breakdown of that. Like, honestly, anymore, we don't get paid jack shit for this show. So I've got enough money to buy bad games, but I don't want to waste hard drive space or library space on something that's bad. And... ACG tends to play a lot of the same stuff that I'm interested in and seems to agree to a lot of the same points that we do. So, yeah, I, uh, 
He did a review what? of that, and he did a review. Now I bought Bolt Gun before I watched it on ACG because it was like fifteen, it was like fifteen or sixteen bucks or whatever. I was like, I I can't go bad. This is like me overspending at fucking like McDonald's or something, you know? Right. I my thing is if you're going to if you're going to stretch the Tolkien canon like that as much as as much as you are like we all we all agree as much of a good story as they put together they really 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 stretched thin and even broke the canon in some places with the two shadow of war games but shadow war was okay like the amazon series is just like redoing all of the canon which is why i'm not participating they're literally rewriting the silmarillion and they're literally rewriting the origin story like that's why i've why i've decided that i'm not watching that like looking through what they're pulling from and what they're changing they're changing the origin of the fucking ring it's not lord of the rings anymore this is just some bullshit writer that's messing with this shit so i've pretty much decided amazon fuck you i'm not going to play that or not going to watch that the Shadow of Mordor thing is super stretched, but the moment-to-moment gameplay of that's pretty good. They had, so I was trolling on PC Gamer with this a little bit and talking about, well, if they're going to do Gollum, I mean, maybe they should just do like a real-time RTS with like the Ents versus the Eagles or something, right? Yeah. But like they're going to stretch the cannon that bad. But they did have a game on PlayStation 2, I want to say, that was a strategy game kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics. Where you played the main party, so when I say the main party, I'm talking about... The Fellowship. The Fellowship, and you could swap out characters, but you could only have like four or five at a time. They all had special abilities and all played off each other, and that was fine. They could even do a secondary B scouting party um, that had a part in the story. But... And play some kind of tactics game where you could customize all the characters and their abilities and all that shit. But my point was going to be, if you're going to stretch the cannon like that, or in some cases even break it, you at least have to make sure the moment-to-moment gameplay is good, like Shadow of War. And Gollum's not that at all, not even close. No, Gollum was a hobbit who got the ring, it corrupted him, and then he lived in a fucking cave for centuries, and he was his life was artificially... Well, he wasn't a, he wasn't a hobbit, he was a... They call him a Shire folk. He was a uh, just a normal dude that got the ring he, he and was, and and got yeah, got to but, a really low place and went underground to protect his ring and then lost the ring in the dark until yeah, it, until Bilbo found the ring. But you know the technically hobbits of were offshoots of the race that Gollum came from. But yeah. But anyways, what I'm he was a river folk. I, yes. Now I'm getting ridiculous, but. Um, there's no good game for Gollum. No. He was literally just... He wasn't comedic relief in the original books, no. but he was just... He was a he was a representation of what the ring would do to you and a constant reminder to Frodo that if he kept, if he hung on to the ring, he was going to turn into it's, that character, right? He was good. It was going to pull out all the worst parts of him, right? I mean, and he, it was it was to show him throughout the entire book that this is how fucked up it's going to make you if you do this. So he was a creature that spent two centuries hiding from Smaug, Sauron, and the and the fucking orcs, right? In the dark, in a cave. In the dark, in a cave. Yeah, like there's 
I don't know how you think you're going to make a game out of that. It's just weird. Um, I think we should probably take a break. <laughs> All right. We'll look up some news. We'll be back. Back. And then I said tits. I mean, oh, shit. we're recording. Oh, balls. <laughs> so I think what's on all of our minds and what we've been doing for most of the break has been uh, PlayStation Showcase, who so far for game releases, I will say, seems like they are they are winning. Winning so, this far so far this year. Um, I haven't seen anything. Remotely this good in a hot minute. But uh, what was that one we were just watching? Is that Phantom Blade, Phantom Blade Zero? Yes. Yeah, Phantom Blade Zero looks really good. I don't know how the oh. gameplay is going to feel because it seems it seems really, really quick. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure how that would feel gameplay-wise, but it looks flashy as fuck. I'd watch somebody streaming it. I mean, it's it's enjoyable to watch, that's for sure. But um, it, it kind of looks like it's a supernatural samurai game, right? Like action, an action uh, sword play game in some kind of setting in Japan, I'm assuming. With a dude that looks kind of like a samurai and he's doing all sorts of weird like ninja run shit and fast sword play and obliterating everything. Like if it's... If it's even like 85% as good as Ghost of Tsushima, the, the other 15% will be made up for the fact that it looks fucking cool as shit. Right. And if it's, the gameplay yeah. is as good as Ghost of Tsushima. I don't think it's going to be. Um, honestly, it m- looks more like a Soulsborne game, more born than Souls, um, because of how dark it is. Like there, it's It's got that aesthetic of like just everything is dark. It's got that uh, that grayish tone to it, right? Um, I mean, it was just a first look announcement, um, mm-hmm. so we don't have any like real details or release date yet, right? Um, but the the combat definitely looked like it was a fast hack and slash. It's like Born meets Neo, um, yeah. You know, kind of like. Um, you know that, and then add the uh, the Sekiro speed to shit. Yeah, I just hope that doesn't have the parry timing that's as tight as Sekiro because that was. As somebody who's beat all the other Souls games, well, except for Bloodborne, I didn't finish that one. I just, I know that I'm the weirdo on the internet that's not as high on Bloodborne as I am on the other games. Um, it's uh, just hope the parry timing's not that tight. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah, the, it, it just it looked don't good. Know it, much it about Cruel Man Studios? They're the developer behind it. It's who? What studio? Cruel Man. What else have they done? 
Uh, I've never even heard of that studio. According to their website, Stellar Saga, Phantom Blade, Executioners. I've never heard of any of those games. Drifter and Project Hell. I've not heard of any of those games. I've not either. But this one looks cool as shit. Right. I just, you know, could be this could be their breakout game, you know. Yep. Um so yeah, that looks great. Um they also had uh um showed off some trailers for uh for Spider-Man 2. Um that looks like, you know, more of that great Spider-Man game we got a few years ago and this time with uh, Spider-Man in symbiote suit, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, so expecting good things out of that. So some Venom powers, maybe? Some Venom powers and uh, the uh, apparent big bad in this game is going to be Craven the Hunter. But, you know, who knows? That might be a that might be like a teasy switcheroo. Um, they also uh, uh, announced that a Metal Gear Solid Three remake is is in the works. Um, remaking Snake Eater sounds like a decent idea. I mean, it was the first one that really was. Uh, uh, they're kind of third-person shooter type. They're going to need to keep a lot of the moment-to-moment stuff in there because part of what, like I, Kojima's not, okay, I don't want to sound hyperbolic, but Kojima is like a Miyamoto, right? Like he has a very specific vision for his games, and yep. if they change up too much of the moment-to-moment stuff or the way that he introduces things and they try to do it quote-unquote better, I think they're going to fuck it up. I agree. I don't think that that's what's happening. So what they're doing is they're um, they're looking to update everything about the games because I mean they're they're fairly dated. They're like you know twenty years old. Right. They're they're fucking dated. What they're remaking isn't going to be like a Final Fantasy VII remake. It's going to be more of a, um, you know, well, uh, it's possible. It's possible that they might de-Kojima some of the things, and that that would be that would be atrocious. Um, that's now that I think about it, because it didn't necessarily say remaster; they did say remake. I know um, that's what I'm scared of. And then, and there's a bunch of stuff. You know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, that are Model Gear Solid purists out there that are basically picking this apart. Uh, and they put a Delta uh, symbol on the, uh, you know, on the on the name. So a Metal Gear Solid uh, Delta or whatever is, and what they meant was Delta means, you know, you know, a change without changing the structure. So I don't know what that really means, but they're trying to, uh, you know, they're trying to justify it. But it's not just Metal Gear Solid 3. It's, they're doing the PlayStation, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, and 3. Just the Snake Eater was the big one that uh, that they uh, did a, uh, a release video on. Well, but the Snake Metal Gear Solid getting a full rebuild. 
Right. So Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1, which alludes to the fact that there might be a Volume 2 or more, uh, that is uh, slated for autumn this year based on Konami's website. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, so, you know, updating the original Metal Gear Solid and Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, even though that one was kind of meh. Um, that was, uh, th- that would be fairly welcome. Snake Eater, they better not fuck it, you know, fuck it up because that was a very influential game. That yeah, was. I liked that one a long time ago. I mean, that's what they, I mean, they ended up using a lot of what was, they ended up using that snake eater engine to, uh, uh, to basically rebuild, um, the first Metal Gear solid into twin snakes for the GameCube. Right. They it's, did that. it's, um, so yeah, they got to be careful. All three of those games. And I guess you could say Metal Gear solid four as well, uh, are, in a weird spot where they can only really be played through, you know, a, um, a through an emulation of some sort, because anything PlayStation, PlayStation Two, and PlayStation Three, it's just kind of in an odd spot because they're they're so fucking old. Um, they're decent games, so it's a good target for a remake slash remaster, but. Um, they better not fuck with, uh, you know, the uh, the Kojima style, uh, because if they do, then it, it takes a lot of the original charm out of those games. Yep, agreed. Um, also, also uh, revealed and announced uh, was Assassin's Creed Mirage, uh, announced for a October twelfth release date. I'm gonna wait till it comes out. I am too, but from the trailer, it looks like they're back to focusing on stealth gameplay. And that's what it's needed for a long time. It's just, I hope, you know, I've said this before, and it's not like we have hardly anybody that just listens to every moment to moment of everything we said, but like, Assassin's Creed got bad after the story from 2. Like, the story from 2 is building up to something, and then it just turned into a really ham-fisted generic story. Like, I was actually super into the narrative up through Brotherhood. And then after Brotherhood, yep. I was like, and how long's been Bro- Brotherhood? It's when we first started the show. Yeah, yeah. it's been a long it's fucking been, time, like 10-plus years. It's It hasn't been know, good in 10-plus years. Like, the last few that have come out haven't been bad, but they've never hit me in a way. Like, <laughs> I was obsessed with Assassin's Creed back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it... I know, unpopular opinion, but it lost me at Black Flag when you were just a dude yeah. making a video game. I mean, originally Actually, we were hyped on some of the boat mechanics from from Assassin's Creed 3. And we were originally behind Black Flag because of it. But this, they lost the, the story. At they that lost point. the story at that point. The, the thing they lost with the, the story when they killed Desmond. Right. Yeah. Desmond was Desmond is Assassin's Creed. Yeah. yeah, I mean that whole dynamic behind Desmond's story, uh, and the fact that there was something building there that tied present day to the past, and that interaction 
you know you could see the uh, the build up and how you know Desmond was actually changing as a person by going through his past well the fact as that, soon as the fact that yeah. they didn't really even have a great protagonist after Desmond I mean killing off Desmond at the end of 3 was fine if you had somebody to really follow that up with but then they just follow it up with some random Sturgo employee who starts out as like a game tester in Black Flag. Nobody's been interesting. And and yeah. it just, it went downhill from there. Like, I didn't the mind that they, da they dabbled in the fantastical with the one that was set in Egypt, like Origins. Yeah. Origins isn't bad. It, it doesn't really play out like an Assassin's Creed game, though. No. It's, no. It's, it's a loot-driven action RPG. Whereas the other ones, like the way that your skill system was, was your skill, right? And you'd get abilities based on the equipment that you could find. But it wasn't like a skill tree. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but they're just two very distinct games. Like Brotherhood to Origins are very distinct. And, you know, the fact that you can fight like ISIS and things like that as part of the simulation is cool. But it's definitely not the same as old school Assassin's Creed. Yeah, and no, it, I, old school Assassin's Creed just had a at, much tighter written story. At least up through three, your it was your own personal skill, and the abilities that you earned were based on equipment that gave you on the narrative-driven story throughout the game. Right, so you got new new assassination abilities or techniques based on that on that narrative driven story it wasn't it wasn't something you had to yeah go it's, loot for you know it's, it's it like just... the assassin's creed games go from a solid like three out of five to like a four and a half out of five like the range is really broad and most of them for me for the last 10 years have been under a four yeah. just because they're bland generic bloat fest like the one that's in greece i don't care for it's too bloated yeah there's too many things to do on the map i got bored of the viking one i want to like valhalla but it doesn't play like an assassin's creed game it's an open world action rpg yep that's based on vikings and not assassin's creed and then going to valhalla and living out your weird the fantasy power the only drama one i somewhat somewhat got some enjoyment out of after three was uh uh, syndicate the one with the brother and sister in in england it was okay it was and, all right yeah and i mean they released the really broken one that was in france i can't oh, remember shit. what that was called um i never even oh. finished that because i couldn't get it to run on my unity? console yeah. yeah unity yeah so like it's just they've lost me for so long i'm hoping mirage i hope this every time one comes out because the original you know one, well, two and Brotherhood are the ones that are pinnacle Assassin's Creed for me, pinnacle Desmond stories. Yep. And I, I don't like three as bad as much, but it's not nearly as bad as the other ones when I think about it now. Yeah. And the, the, like the, the one only... that's in like colonial America, like there's everything's too short. Like the, climbing trees well, is not was, nearly as cool as climbing buildings. That was where part of it started to fall apart, but you understood it was part of the setting, right? Like you're in colonial it just, America. It was just a poor setting to put. It's not really built up. It was um, a it was a poor setting for the game. Is the problem? Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Um, but where three really fell apart was the shitty ending to Desmond's story. That yeah. was that was where it really fell apart. But hopefully Mirage is good. We'll wait for it to come out before we decide whether or not we're going to buy it um, and look at gameplay. Uh, another game they revealed. Um, again, uh, uh, no real uh, solid release date, but the window is October. Uh, is Alan Wake 2. Looks like you're going to be uh, playing an FBI agent. Uh, following the original Alan Wake story, trying to figure out what happened, and at some point run into Alan, a very he withered wrote himself out of the story, or wrote, you know that that's the thing with uh, with uh, Alan Wake is the the fact that he realized that what he put the put on the page was coming to true coming true. Yeah. So he wrote himself out of the story to stop the, you know, stop the things, you know, stop things from happening. So what changed? What, what, you know, that's kind of what, you know, what's going on with Alan Wake is like, what the fuck changed? And why does he look like John Wick? Yeah, why does he yeah. look like John Wick he, is a good question. He was definitely a very withered and John Wick-esque bearded Alan, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm um, very interested, though. Uh, Remedy oh, has not let us down really at all since Alan Wake. Like Remedy has been a very consistent studio, as even on their games. They continue, uh, even yeah. if their games that haven't been as good as Alan Wake or Control, which are both are very similar. I mean, I feel like Control's the pinnacle of what they've been doing. Control is. I can't believe I slept on that so long. That is such a good game. It is. Um, we also got Told a reveal you. trailer for Dragon's Dogma Two. Which looks more like which looks like more dragons dogma. I'm 100 really. percent behind this. I'm I uh, I'm 100 percent creating a cat dad. I you do you do you. <laughs> but that the thing is, is it uh this whole year hasn't had a release like this. This is what's pissing me off. The best release so far this year for me has been fucking Dead Island two, and right. I won't play it because it's zombies. So. Uh, I have a hard time sitting down to a zombie game. Like I had to, I had to really mentally prepare for fucking. Uh, uh, well, if you yeah. ever get your VR up and running, um, if you need to be like feel some serious tension and dread, that a uh, fucking Walking Dead VR game is fucking excellent. No thanks. I'm um, good. It's intense. I don't care, man. There's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's there's no it's not i'm not gonna do that no. <laughs> um they also re revealed uh again no release date out there really uh they also revealed talus principle 2 is See, a I like, thing i like talus um, principle the original game but man some of those uh uh some of those uh, uh those puzzles were like you had to be you had to put on your big brain for <laughs> Yeah, it's not a it's not a planet of Lana. It is it's a proper challenge. Mm -hmm. And you know it's funny because um, you know you never get like Valve is never going to do a three. I really hope they do another like puzzle game like that is as influential as Portal. I've been missing a game like Portal on them for a very long time. Yep. Yeah, so much so that I played through. 
I played through RT Portal. Oh, did you did you actually played through that? Yeah, it went by too quickly. Well, it's not a very long game. <laughs> I came away going, uh, this needed to be longer than 16 hours, because that's about all I got out of it. That's um, not bad. Uh, and then the other big reveal from the uh, from the whole thing, um, though they kind of let Bungie do it on their own, is Bungie is working on a new marathon. I never played the original marathon. I didn't either. Mostly because, mm-hmm. I mean, that was like, that way predated my heavy video game playing. That was like a 1992 title. Yeah, this is before I was PC gaming. Um, and that was a Mac game. Yeah, it was Mac. That's, oh, that's right. why I haven't played it. Yeah, Marathon was a Mac game from way, way back. And yeah, I'm I'm actually trying to find some video of it right now. <laughs> that's hard. That's really I'm, hard. I'm sure somebody's got it, like the original Marathon gameplay. You'd have to play that on an old rig. It's not like everything was so processor based back then or CPU bound back then, right? Like if you had a different speed CPU, you'd probably play like super fast. Marathon one gameplay, classic FPS. Three hours? Wow, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um so the new one's gonna be a f- gonna be a first person shooter, but it's going to be a PvP extraction game. So um eh. <laughs> you so, done lost me. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> so thinking more along the lines of siege, baby. Um, okay, so this is it. Looks a lot like a uh, like an old Doom game. Yeah, the it, original. It looks Marathon, very yeah. Doomish. Yeah, yeah. The original Marathon was definitely very Doomish. Okay. Here, I found some solid images here, Justin. I got a video look like, here. Yeah, it does look a lot very doom. The the video is actually, you know, it looks it looks better than doomed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well I, I saw the uh the trailer for the new marathon game and as soon as you uh, said, "Oh, it's a it's gonna be a PvP extraction game, I was like, No the only thing I can think of is uh, great. It's another fucking, you know, Dead by Daylight or fucking, you know, something like that, right? Yeah. And I, I, I'm just not into fucking watching or playing any, you know, any of those uh, those kinds of games. I'm just not. Um, I'm not either. It's. It doesn't matter how great the fucking game looks. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. You know the the draw to uh, you know that kind of game anymore. Um. But uh, you know, and that goes. For, there was another one. There's a couple other PvP games that were uh, that were announced. That I saw a video for one was like fucking as it as a square enix game i uh let's see and it had to do with foam uh let me see here 
I don't know anything that comes that's uh, square uh, foam stars. That's what it is. What? Um, yeah. So Square Enix, you know, people behind Final Fantasy and whatnot, right? Create a fucking game that looks very much like they just ripped off Splatoon. Uh, name it Foam Stars. Oh, and yeah. it's and it is a um, it's a Splatoon like you know you know uh, shooter, but you are shooting you know you have uh, fucking like uh, foam guns instead of paint guns, right and when you build uh, when you shoot the foam out you're you know you're covering the arena with your color of foam but it actually like creates platforms or creates terrain so that you can you know you you can actually change the arena based off of the uh, the the foam that you're you know sending out i don't know it's very it's very splatoony and if you like splatoon i guess then this might appeal to you i guess i uh, yeah that's not us <laughs> it's not it's not me but because it was square enix it came across my desk um <laughs> all right you're the um, uh, resident square fan here right well it just it just it just popped up and i'm like what the fuck is this and uh that's a that's a thing that that just happened uh the other thing that i saw was uh hell divers you remember we tried to play that we've tried to play hell divers and it was a top-down squad based like you know ultra hard like you you get one life and you uh yeah yeah you and, and it can fuck you up real quick um yeah so uh hell divers 2 takes that and does a third person over the shoulder uh so let's it play puts that you it puts you down on the ground and you know and pits you against a bunch of fucking bug like enemies. I mean the whole draw to that game was uh you know that it was kind of like Starship Trooper esque. Um Starship Troopers is out in early access, but I'm trying not to play the early access stuff right now. It's a right. it's a PvE game. So you and buddies go and kill lots of bugs. Okay. And, and well, it's I mean, receiving pretty good reviews right now. Well that's great. Um, but I'm going to wait till it's finished. Helldivers 2 is, is basically, you know, that over the shoulder though. And what I saw of it so far, uh, looks interesting. Um, you know, so it looks, it looks more interesting than the original Helldivers was. Uh, and, and we really tried to like that game. <laughs> and, and last but not least though, we got some great, uh, showcase gameplay footage of space marine 2 skulls that skulls that looked like uh stress relief that 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 looked like chain gun nut in a box mm. Mm. chain gun nut chain gun, chain nut. gun nut in a box chain gun wow. nut, baby wow I that's love a chain, chain bolter to you baby I love, it, come on. I love chain guns. The original was really good. Um, I played that. I beat that game twice because I couldn't get enough of it. But yep. I, uh, as long as it's not broken, that's probably day one for me. Honestly, did it? Did we have a release date on that by any chance? Uh, 
Let me look and see. It's not on the reveal Develop trailer. Develop footage subject to change. Give it to me. Like the fucking whole. Uh. Yeah. Need to kill some Xenos. It uh, does not have a date on it that I could see from the trailer. No specific dates yet been announced. Damn but it, it does have a collector's edition in which you can uh, have a little statuesque thing about. Pre-order now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not pre-ordering anything anymore. Right? Even if it is a collector's box? Come on. I don't I don't have I don't have places for that. You just just I mean, need I to guess have I, an ultramarine with a gene stealer. I guess I am pre-ordering um Diablo 4, but that's because I've also already played it. You know, like I already know what I'm getting into and I know I get to play it early if I buy it now. So to me, it's just like paying to playing early, paying early to play early, which it's not a beta thing. It's just playing the game. Did you buy the $99 version? Fuck of it? no. I'm going to buy the standard edition. Not buying a fucking the box. The $89 version of it just so that you can play it. I think the standard version allows early access, doesn't it? Nope. Uh, you have to buy, you have to buy the. $89 you version. have to buy the digital deluxe to get the uh, the four days early access. So you have to buy the $89 version of it. And for $10 more, you get an accelerated season battle pass unlock and oh, wings of the creator emote. Don't give a fuck about any of that. I'll pay $10 to play it early. In fact, I feel like I'm paying $20 because it's fucking expensive. It's... Yeah, the normal price is sixty nine. You're paying twenty dollars more to play it four days early. Plus, get a mount, uh, Hellborn Carapace armor, which is don't give a fuck about any of that. Is is uh, cosmetic uh, and a battle pass. Yep, no fucks given about that either. So twenty dollars to pay, uh, play it four days early. Probably still going to do it. <laughs> it was pretty fun and I've been okay. itching for an ARPG for so fucking long and it felt so good so have I. I, I I really have I have too um, and that, uh, that and game that you recommended I'm waiting for it to get out of early access to play the what was the game that you played last year that was in early access that's still in early access oh uh, last epoch yeah like I'm gonna play that but I'm not playing it in early access damn it it's it's all right uh it it needs it needs to be it needs to be done <laughs> it just needs to be done uh jesus arpgs are really hard to come by like there's a lot of you know there's there's a couple juggernauts right like diablo juggernaut fucking path of exile juggernaut you have to have a fucking college degree to understand um <laughs> you know and everything else is just it feels second rate you know so getting you know getting a decent one out of them you know out of this like it it takes it takes some work and unfortunately they're not games that you know you see very you know you know very often like there's years in between releases or it takes for fucking ever for the game to be good so it's it's I'm I'm looking forward to Diablo 4. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll probably buy the $99 version of it because I goddamn will. Um, and with that, just a couple other uh, quick news blurbs. Um, the EU uh, commission over over the Microsoft Blizzard acquisition has cleared the acquisition, um, citing that uh, they feel as though this would not, that Sony's market share of console sales, etc., far out far outweigh Microsoft's in the in the in Europe and that they don't believe Microsoft would actually shoot itself in the foot letting a massive shooter like Call of Duty um, not sell on PlayStation considering that's the largest part of that player base you, um, you know you know what that so, sounds like hey that sounds like actual logic you know what that sounds like though it huh. sounds like the the fact that uh, that, um, <laughs> that Microsoft lost the uh, the console war actually played in their favor in this situation, pretty much. Um, it's like eh, you lost the console war, you know, so here's your consolation prize. The the one difference uh, between the two rulings was uh, the UK's CMA de- decided to block it, saying that. Uh, um, giving Microsoft access to include games like Call of Duty um, and uh, uh, Diablo and and World, the World of Warcraft games in their Game Pass subscription service uh, would would give the would give them unfair market share in the cloud gaming space. Well, here's the thing: nobody else is really in the cloud gaming space. So, mm. you know, predicting the future and saying that that's going to give a big boom to them. I mean, who knows? But I mean, I you've mean, got Nvidia that's Sony, doing the Nvidia Shield service thing. Yeah, but that's just streaming your PC, right? Like, no, it's you've you got stream, little, You get the license, and if you've got the license for the game, uh, yeah, then it'll let you stream it from their servers. Yeah, you do have to look forward, you know, look into the future for that kind of shit, though, because um, I mean, it's. You know what they're doing right now. What the uh, the decision that they're making right now isn't just for today and yesterday. It's also for tomorrow and you know and beyond. So if if they decide to you know you know to give you know you know give you know basically let them go forward with it, they have to anticipate what you know uh, what's going to be in the next ten to fifteen years. You know, yeah. but, but we, you know there's my nothing point. to be. My point would be that Sony has enough exclusive property that if they actually got a service, a cloud-based service up and running, they've got plenty of legs. Their problem is they've just been so far behind Microsoft on that. Yeah, but um, right now they're doing better with exclusives again and with overall sales, so I don't really know if they have anything to worry about. Exactly. Um, so, you know, there, there's that. Um and then my last little piece of news, uh, Nintendo sent a uh, DCMA request to Steam to block Dolphin be- being uh, hosted on Steam. At, oh, you mean their Steam Deck? Or? On a v- official st- store page. No. So Dolphin, back on March 28th, launched a Steam page. 
I didn't know that. So you could actually download Dolphin Emulator via Steam. And they're probably sideloading that on, or not even sideloading, just loading that onto your, like, your Steam Deck. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so uh, Nintendo, of course, has sent everything to, to Steam, to Valve, to block that being on Steam. Uh, Valve and the developer of the Dolphin emulator have chosen to take down the page for now while they decide how they're going to move forward and what they may or may not do. Um, at this point, the developer could via valve, um, you know, respond to this and saying, yeah, we're not, we're not stopping. And then, you know, it'd be up to, to Nintendo to sue them, which we all know Nintendo would do. Um, because Nintendo sues even like suing YouTubers over posting videos of gameplay. So (laughs) with that said, um, I expect, I expect that they're just going to leave it off and, you know, this isn't, they've not received any direct notice regarding their GitHub pages or anything else. So. Uh, I don't expect uh, I don't expect them to to try to push forward on Steam at all. Yeah, <laughs> probably throwing not. an emulator on Steam is kind of like uh, you're asking for shit now, especially with it, you know when that emulator is targeting a specific uh, uh, specific Nintendo uh, console. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just you're just. You're stirring the pot, is what you're doing. You're stirring the pot. You're wait. You know you're, you. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> you are definitely stirring the pot. That's for sure. So yeah. So I mean, I didn't figure that that was gonna last for uh, at all. <laughs> Nintendo was gonna fucking like, yeah. Put the curb stomp on it. Mario without fucking like. I'm sorry. Oh shit! We just got demonetized. Oh, never mind. Uh, with that, things to look forward to. You've got um, the uh, Summer of Game Showcase uh, coming up on on June 8th. Uh, so I'm sure we'll get uh, even more details, hopefully, about some of these games. Uh, uh, and some games, we'll see some games showcased that weren't, re- that weren't showcased on PlayStation, so... That'll be great. Um, some upcoming game releases. Um, of course, recently we had Tears of the Kingdom release in the last couple weeks. Uh, let's see here. Dang, I got to get through dates. We're, all, we're halfway the bit, through the, the year officially. The, the big thing that's coming out is Diablo next, basically next week. Is the big yes. thing, and then you've got System Shock remake comes out on the thirtieth, um, which is the other kind of big thing. Like I've played it; it seems pretty neat. Um, it does it. It has an old aesthetic with a new sheen. It's not quite. It's definitely a remake. It's not a, but it's also not like done in modern graphics either. It's kind of got its own art design. It's just different. But I'm gonna. I'll probably pick it up. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 is coming yeah, out in June 22nd. Will I think that got pushed back, Rusty. Did? Pretty sure it did. Uh, is no. this release date still June 22nd? 22nd. 
We'll see. We can make a bet on it. I'm pretty sure. I don't think it's going to come out. You don't think it's going to come out? I don't think it's going to come out now. Really? Yeah. Uh, I want to say maybe. that I was looking through things the last couple of weeks because I'm also anticipating it and seeing that there were some unanticipated delays with the final product. Uh, see. Worldwide release is still saying June 22nd. I guess we'll see. My, hey, my gut um, says no. Well, the hype cycle's going right now. So, normally, uh, Square's, uh, Square Enix has been pretty good about, like, not starting their hype cycle unless they have a solid date, uh, especially with their Final Fantasy properties. Uh, and there's there's actually a hype cycle going on right now. So, um, where they're showcasing, like, New Game Plus and different other, you know, endgame stuff. So, I don't know, man. Um, but as far as it's it's a game, <laughs> as far as games with firm release dates, that's about that's about it. As far as uh, looking for most everything else, um, still has you know first half twenty twenty three or or second hmm. half or fall. So, Aliens um, Dark Descent. Ooh. Um, Another bad aliens game. Don't really want to bring any of those up. The only other thing so far that has a firm release date uh, before the end of the year is uh, Starfield. Currently, still sitting at September sixth. Yeah, that's far enough out that it still doesn't count. Yep, it could change between now and August. <laughs> or let's be frank, it could change in August still. So with that, guys, uh, find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. It really helps us out. Find some friends of the show. We've got For the Love of Gaming. We've got NoQuarters.net, BMFCast.com, and TVGP.TV. They also love RPGs. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace. <laughs>